Welcome back to Batting Around. It's Batting Around. It's baseball podcast. Uh, I'm your co-host, Jane Ost, and with me, as always, is Lauren Walker. Hi, Lauren. Lauren. You cut... That is Lauren. You cut me off. Did I? Yeah, you, you said, hi, Lauren. You never say that. I always go right after. <sighs> All right, well, let's just start the whole thing over. No, again. no, no, <laughs> no. I, I'm not doing it again. No. All right. Well, that's Lauren. <laughs> just remember for next time, please. To a little modicum of professionalism, please. Okay. Yeah, okay. And Steven. Yep. <laughs> no issues with him, of course. Okay. Okay. No, no. <laughs> Uh, and again, we have a guest again here this week. Uh, it's our, uh, our friend Lewis. Hi. At Pigeon Eyes. Um, the pigeon and an I-Z-E, like you're turning something into a pigeon is what I always imagine that. Yes, that that's is. it. That's, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, to be a pigeon. Peace uh, of mind. It's a simpler life. <laughs> it truly is. It's a good is. life, I think. <laughs> a very underrated bird in general, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a great bird. I've I've always had compassion for the pigeon. Um, do you know they mate for life? They mate for life. That's beautiful. Hmm. That's very cute. Mm-hmm. Everyone gets on parrots for doing that. It's 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 not any less cute when a pigeon does it. Exactly. Pigeons pigeons deserve our respect for their um, um I guess lifelong monogamy. I don't know if that's worthy of <laughs> respect, but they do do it. So you know you gotta you gotta give it give it to them. Gotta give it up for the pigeons. Absolutely. <laughs> Let's hear it for pigeons, folks. Um, I've, uh, <laughs> I've always I've always been team pigeon on the trash bird uh, rivalry between them mm-hmm. and the fucking seagulls. Fuck oh god, yeah. seagulls are awful. Seagulls suck. They're too big. Terrible birds. This is an anti-seagull podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad we made that clear. Lewis yeah. is an interesting character, though. Lewis, uh, a great artist. Like I love your I love your baseball art that you do. Thank you. That's very nice. Great writer. Yeah, great writer, uh, as well <laughs> as well as a uh, a European baseball fan. That's like right. not not a whole lot of those out there. Like, how did you uh, get into baseball? And a, a European baseball fan who does not have like a branded account. <laughs> yeah. um, That's right. That's like all like, organic. <laughs> yeah. I'm just this dude. <laughs> Yeah, you're, well, you're not trying to like hustle right. off it. You're not trying to like run a like a website about like French speaking baseball, or like because we're we're kind of making fun of the baseball Brit who like I'm sure he's a nice guy. I know that life, guy, yeah. but we all vaguely we all think we all agree it's a little corny. Yeah, it's a, it's a little corny. I just uh, I, I for a brief moment when I was when I got into baseball Twitter, I followed him, and then he went on his weird tour, and I was like, you know what, I don't mm. I, I don't vibe with it. It's just not. Uh, it's a little too corny. It's a little too yeah. He's he's uh, doing his thing, but he's not a friend of the. Yeah, I respect That's... it. I respect it, but I, it's not yeah. my thing, you know. Yeah. A, f- a uh, French guy being a snob. Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? This just is my blood. Uh, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, I it's a four hundred year old rivalry. We have to respect it. Exactly. Right. But so so yeah. So how did you get into baseball though? Uh, well, yeah. Originally, I'm I'm from France, but uh, I live in Scotland. I've lived here for five years, um, and. Uh, this is actually quite funny. I, I, I realized it recently, but um, I met this guy uh, who was a friend of a friend at a show because originally I'm a music person uh, at a show by a band called the Modern Baseball from the Philadelphia area. Oh, hell yep. yeah. 
the boys and uh it was a very it, it was a very bad show uh, everything went wrong and uh <laughs> I, I just ended up in the back in the back talking to this guy who was introduced to me and this guy had spent uh, a, a summer uh, he was irish he still is irish um he spent a summer <laughs> in boston working and uh he ended up stumbling into um Fenway tickets, really good Fenway tickets, uh, and mm-hmm. he discovered baseball like that. And um, so I was going to visit friends in America, and um, we were going to be one night in Boston with nothing to do. Uh, and he was like, "What? You're going to be one night in Boston with nothing to do? You need to see some baseball." So uh, I was like, "I don't know baseball. Uh, I had never really conceptualized it before, except on the Wii Sports." game you know that we sports game oh sure yeah yeah that's the only that's that was my only interaction with baseball and i never played that game because i didn't understand how it worked yeah it's like i i've been explained the, how cricket works like 12 times oh, and yeah. it's never stuck it doesn't stick it's... until you really sit to, like any sport it, the rules don't really click exactly. until you really put an effort into it pretty much yeah it's so so i i, I ended up at that game which happened to be a, a yankees red sox game that's uh, in Fenway. So it, it was, was five hours long. <laughs> it was it was actually quite short, if I remember it. Uh, we were out of there like in no time. Our other friends were seeing Taking Back Sunday at the House of Blues, and we were out of there before before Taking Back Sunday was over. So <laughs> speedy. So uh, there's a very grim alternate universe where you are like a <laughs> diehard Taking Back Sunday fan. I'm 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 okay. Like I, actually, I'm uh, I'm quite uh, acquainted with Taking Back Sunday. John Nolan, uh, the fucking uh, the, the the second singer, the lead guitarist, is quite uh He knows us. Like we have regular oh, interactions. Wow. I'm not I'm not a diehard Taking Back Sunday fan, <laughs> but I'm uh, being acquainted with diehard Taking Back Sunday fan. I'm I, I fans. I'm uh, I'm um I'm adjacently a Taking Back Sunday, um, <laughs> nor. Taking back Sunday, curious. Mm. Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, but yeah, it could have it could have gone a very different way. But now I'm a baseball fan, so I mean, I, it, it, yeah. But it must have been very funny because I didn't know any of the rules. So the friend I was with, Andy, uh, was explaining the rules to me like in real time, and he didn't know much either. So he was like, I was like, what's so like what's different between like a ball and a strike? And then like and it waited a little bit. But... And look at you now. Yeah, there you go. I needed something to watch during because I, I I work evenings, usually, and I needed something to watch uh, in my weird uh, nightly um, um, sleep schedule. So baseball was right there. So I started that. Nice. That, that's perfect. And uh, you, I you you're like a you're a fan of uh, of all God forsaken of all the God forsaken teams you could have chosen from. You're a fan of the Philadelphia Phillies. Yes. And, uh, you know, adjacently the Red Sox because, you know, uh, that's the oh, thing sure. I saw. And uh, and also uh, my friend Michaela is a huge Red Sox fan from being from uh, uh, Pawtucket in, in Rhode Island. But, uh, uh, yeah, that's uh, the two main, the two teams I main. As, You've been as very twins the... curious lately. I'm, I'm very twins curious. I think that's how I started following you initially was like you tweeted something about like Justin Morneau and Joe Maurer looking cute together or something like that. Yeah. I think that's probably how I started following you. Yeah, they they just can't help themselves, those two. Um, I started I started my interest in the twins when Joe Maurer retired. I heard about it because I was the the year was really getting into baseball. I was I was at that game. Oh god. Uh, <laughs> bawled my eyes out like <laughs> 
so many times at that game. Like after after the last pitch when it was done, I like sat in the stands for like thirty minutes. <laughs> like, I totally understand. Just, like getting myself together. Like you like and from where I was sitting I could see into the twins dugout. And so like so, you know, Joe Maurer, uh, you know, he came up as a catcher and then from because of like concussions and stuff he couldn't uh he couldn't do that anymore. Uh, but he was a great catcher and and then his last game he uh came out and caught one last pitch as a catcher and he's wearing like the his original catcher's gear with like the helmet they didn't use anymore like that really cool old style one and um <laughs> and then he catches the one pitch and then goes back into the dugout in the ninth inning and like he was just wearing the gear like and even said in the like post-game interview he was still wearing the gear and he's like you're gonna have to rip this stuff off of me (laughs) and i was just like every time i look into the dugout and see him in it like i would just start crying again (laughs) that's totally understandable i i shed a tear when i when i watched that game like the you know the the, they made a video like where he's like they film him putting on the gear and he's like weeping (laughs) and i'm like oh my god no no so yeah, so Ugh. I got attached after that. I got attached to to, to the twins. Yeah, no, that was that was really a, a great moment. But like, yeah, you're, yeah, fucking just horrible, horrible decisions that you've made here. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Red Sox good call overall. I think. The, yeah, it was know. it was the year that they won the the World Series. So yeah, uh, Phillies. I cho- I chose solely because, as I said, I was a. Uh, music person before um, I got I had enough of all the pedophiles and I, I switched to sports which I don't know if it's a good idea but <laughs> it's worked out for me it's worked, there's less pedophiles there's just so, so that's much that's probably true yeah it's like it's like a good like 15 to 20 percent reduction yeah, yeah compared to like like pop punk ah. it's just like yeah. oh yeah we got like jesse lacy and stuff like no it's but not, don't talk it's to not me. I, I mean i've been way too involved in the brand new thing like way too involved it's like <laughs> that was a big part of why i you know ditched everything <laughs> yeah 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 um <laughs> so let's, talk, let's talk about uh something um less depressing but still right. awful like <laughs> god damn the twins are terrible i just have to say it like I uh, I know, like, on this show, I was like, you know, I think they're going to pull out of this tailspin when they, like, won a series against Kansas City a couple weekends ago. <laughs> and they keep doing, and, like, God, it's awful. I am just having the, the worst time. This was the least baseball I've watched all, like, for in, during a week, mm-hmm. like, this entire season. God, it was awful. It's I don't know if there's anything terrible. else to really add to that, but goddamn, the Twins suck. Yeah, I knew, I knew yeah. this was going to be a topic of conversation, so I, I looked up, you know... I looked at the standings, which I have not been doing because I it don't. Uh, I did not realize the twins were that bad. No, they're god awful. Everything that like can go wrong does go wrong for them, and then like they just they lose Byron Buxton after he has like one of the best months in baseball that's ever happened. Uh, they lose Alex Kirilov for their top prospect as soon as he starts hitting really well. Uh, like everything that can go wrong just just does. It's. It yeah. fucking sucks. It's so awful. Meanwhile, meanwhile, the White Sox, I think, are like eight and eight and two. Their last ten games seem to be rebounding, yeah. hell. getting a fairly solid lead in the division. It's like, and, yeah, and the Twins have uh, you know three more games against them now. So uh-huh. great after getting swept last week this time. So wait, three more games, three more games in the whole season? No, 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 against the White Sox uh, to like right now. They're oh, they're oh, starting oh, another oh. series against great. them like like as we speak. Dallas Coyco is pitching against Jay Happ. 
I'm, I'm, I'm feeling that no hitter for some reason. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just don't know. Like I, I, at first, I was like, it's the bullpen, and then just like it's no, it's everything. But, like they weren't, they weren't supposed to be bad. Like they had everything going for them. Yeah, no, a lot of people picked them to win the division. Like they're, they're a really yeah. solid team. A lot of the projections picked them to win the division. Ah. The bullpen, like they lost a lot of guys, but it was like, okay, they might, they, they might go from having like a, a really good bullpen to an average bullpen. But it, it, I mean, for a while, it was the bullpen that was losing them games. Like yeah. it really, really was. Like Alex Colomay was um, <gasps> terrible. Gosh. He's now got like six straight scoreless outings. <laughs> but it doesn't uh, matter. Everything else has gone to shit <laughs> since then. So, oh, it's fucking. It's just really, really terrible. Um, I, I, we shouldn't talk about it forever. But like, I, I just had to say it. This has been my, like, my like, least. <laughs> <laughs> least baseball watching week that I've had uh, all season and maybe in like years. And I watched and when the, in 2016 when the Twins lost like 106 games or something, I watched like you know 100 games <laughs> in that period. <laughs> I I'm a I'm a I'm a lifelong Twins fan. I know what it's like to watch like bad 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 teams and this just like feels so much worse. It's different when they're bad and there's expectations for them prior. Steven's an expert in that. Yeah. It feels like 2011 where they, in 2009, yeah, 2009 and 2010, they won the division just like 2019 and 2020. And then 2011 were terrible. So it's like the exact same thing. It's just like, oh, great. Another another decade of mediocrity. Like, fucking awesome. Wow. I feel Ugh. I feel spoken to. <laughs> Whatever. At least you got to see a Brotherhood. World Series victory. I did not get a World Series victory. I will remind you. Oh yeah. Whatever. Um, I cut my fandom on the the like decade long rebuild. So and honestly, the most painful baseball experience I've had was the last several seasons where it's just like, oh hey, we're good, and then it's September. And it's like, just kidding. Hey, Andrew McCutcheon's been good this month though. I know yeah. it's been great. He's an endless ray of sunshine. He lights up my life. I love him. It honestly, it's more important to me that he personally succeeds than like the Phillies succeed. Than for the team itself, yeah. I think we're all still probably holding out hope that he has a good couple more productive years in him. Just because oh, yeah. his years Deserve in Pittsburgh it. are so incredible. It's like I still think about those years, about some of the plays he made and some of the games he had, like all the time. Such a shame that he was wasted there. Well, they had like they had some playoff runs. Like they didn't build around him, but right. he carried him. He carried him on his on his back for all those seasons. Like we've said, and like yeah, I think there was a previous like mailbag question forever ago about like who would you move during their prime <laughs> years in like an alternate reality, and like we were all just like, yeah, McCutcheon for sure, get him well, out of there. Yeah, uh, I think yeah, I think I said we moved to the Phillies, and he's like his peak career is with the Phillies <laughs> instead of with them, right in the World Series year and everything else. Yeah. He's uh, one of those guys too that like I uh you like even while they're playing you can tell like I want this guy to have like a media career when he's Yeah. Home. Oh god yeah. Oh yeah. He's way too fun. The way he the way he uh capitalized on the Lawrence McCutcheon thing, that was just incredible. Oh, god, that's so good. And he's really social media savvy. His Twitter's like genuinely really funny. He's one of the few players I actually follow. Yeah, who's like actually pretty like mm-hmm. has a has an eye for what's like good and what sucks. No, he's he's got his future in there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I did not watch a ton of baseball either this week. I spent most of it uh, back in Arizona visiting my grandma for her birthday. We did Hell make yeah. it to the Diamondbacks game. It was great to see the old ballpark. Um, How was got that? To watch. You know, it was really good. It was great to see uh, Trevor Rogers of the Marlins like completely dominate the, the 
awful Diamondbacks team for six innings. Uh, he's really good. Like their pitching rotation remains fascinating, and he's kind of emerging as the maybe the best guy on it. Um, super fun uh, pitcher to watch. I highly recommend checking out a Marlins game when he starts. Um, no grand slam like uh, against the, like uh, he, uh, he was guard, you know did against the Nationals when I was at that game. Um, R.I.P. Nonetheless, yeah. yeah, watch out, uh, watch out, Trevor. There could be a curse here where I, I go to a game and then talk about it on the podcast, and then the pitcher gets hurt because. You know, I just did, uh, announced that he had his uh, rough start last night. He hit his hand against the wall on the way out. Uh, classic great dumb jock guy move and uh, broke it. He's going to be out for a couple months. Rookie move. Ro- yeah, total classic rookie move. Should have should have seen this coming. Terrible break after ter- terrible break for the Atlanta Braves. <laughs> Who cares? You hate to see it. Yeah. You hate to see it. <laughs> yeah, really like he and um, I think Ian Anderson are the two least mediocre well he was doing genuinely they were both doing generally pretty well but it's a rough their pitching staff is is uh, rough right now yeah i think like yeah the Braves like lost everyone right I, I can't even think of like one healthy pitcher right now no they've had so much turnover like i i still think of um oh god what was his name um he's like he probably not even play, be playing anymore i still think of fulton evich is like the the guy for the braves and they cut him like last year after he was terrible for isn't he with yeah. the rangers now he could be, yeah. It's, he fell off such a cliff. He was like an all-star not long ago. Yeah, he has Rangers energy. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. all he does. <laughs> I, well, I think of the Braves and the Rangers, I think there's a lot of overlap energy between those franchises. I think that's fair to say, yeah. It's the name. It, it's the racist name. You're not wrong. We haven't done Showtime in a while. Let's do some Showtime. We're due for some Showtime, I think, because uh, he just yeah, had a you... great uh, uh, ninth inning uh, walk off. Yeah, was it was it a walk off? I forget if technically it was a walk off, but he had a great ninth inning winning home run off of. Uh, it was not uh, a walk off. Off Boston. Yeah, uh, which means uh, Boston lost an Ivaldi game, which is rare. They always show up for him. Uh, like they just love that guy, which I understand. I love that guy, but. Uh, <laughs> Shohei was stronger um, than uh, the Red Sox love for Evaldi, uh, which I respect. It, it's impossible. No one is stronger than Otani's yoke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you like have you seen that picture of him in the in the tank top? Like, have I seen that ripped. picture of him? <laughs> I've hmm. looked at it for some time. <laughs> I I do remember earlier in the season people. Some people on the podcast who won't name names were being like, "Oh, he's not. He's not like he's super jacked or super buff or anything." And like, "Oh, he's... I've I have consistently been saying he has Superman chest. He just wears a lot of starter jackets that cover up, uh, which ha- is a how crime. Sturdy he is a no. criminal crime. Yeah, I think he should be fined for that. Ditch the long sleeve, Shohei. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's he's up to I think twelve home runs now. It's like second for second or third in the in the league uh, in home runs. While he also uh, pitched a gem earlier in the month against Houston, seven innings, uh, ten strikeouts. Uh, I think only one or two walks. Well, one walk, yeah, uh, which is the best of the season. It looks like his control issues. Maybe if he's straightening them out, it's like there's absolutely no stopping him. Yeah, like I remember like a, a couple weeks ago. I don't know if this is still true, but at some point, you know, like. Like a, a decent way into the season, he had more home runs than like r- hits that he had allowed as a pitcher. <laughs> I can believe it. Yeah, I love yeah. that. More more home runs as a batter than hits he has allowed as a pitcher. And and like he's at like a two something ERA right now. L- let's look at the uh, his. He's got five starts on the season. 
the walks in those, he's given up two home runs. He's given up, uh, in each of those games, the, the number of walks he's given up is five, six, two, six, and then one in his most recent outing. He is, he is, it's like, fuck you, Keith Olbermann. He is now everything that has been promised. Like, he he consistently has been this season. It's it's so awesome. Absolutely. I'm actually terrified that something's going to happen to him. Like, I, every time I watch him, I'm like, I can't relax. I can't enjoy him because I'm so scared that something's going to happen to him. Also, the Angels are 6.5 games back, so. Why? Like, why are they there? I just don't understand what's up with the Angels. Like, I don't. The rest, I, I, uh... The rest of the pitching staff's kind of grim. It's yeah. like it's impossible to get that team to be halfway decent, no matter how many generational superstars you put on it. Well, and like, and and then when I Trout when I and Shohei, go go ahead, Lewis, go ahead. No, I don't have anything to say. I'm just thinking it's oh. an exclamation of, of <laughs> yeah, indignation. And like, especially because I see other players on that team that, like. You know, even outside of Trout, uh, Rendon, whatever, like, Jared Walsh is good. Like, they have other good players. Like, yeah, it's just like, it's, it, they just are mind-boggling. It does not And it's not sense. like they're in, like, a particularly tough division. Like, well, the you know, A's have been, like, pretty A's have been good. Yeah. The, A's, the A's are a mirage, and I am yeah. enjoying it while it lasts. A's always have, like, a drop-up. There's some, always something that happens to the A's. They're, they're, you, you better you, you look at them at the at the top of this division, and you might as well just ignore them because you know that they're just gonna not be there, or at least they're gonna you know get the first. If you if you scramble for the wild card spot, then you know you can just forget about them. They're they're never getting past that first round. It's always gonna be Houston. Like we're just cursed with that. It's always gonna be Houston. Christ. Houston has a uh, plus fifty six run differential right now, which is what, what the really fuck? Fun. That's huge. Yeah. How? That's a higher run differential than, like, the entire NL East. Yeah, combined. Well, it's... <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, it, uh, listeners at home and people on this call, here here's a fun game we can play. Go to MLB.com slash standings. L- compare the run differential column between the AL East and the NL East. It is extremely funny, but let's move on. Yeah. So, Steven, you are an A's fan. Uh, what would you? What would you think? Allegedly, right? What would you think if they became the Las Vegas Athletics? Like, what would Ooh. that do to you? So my A's fandom is unusual because I'm not from Oakland. I've been to Oakland twice in my life. Um, I chose them as my AL team because of where they originated, which is Philadelphia. Um. So, I, but that being said, so like I'm a I'm a non-local fan. So theoretically, it shouldn't matter where they move because they're not local to me, regardless. But that would absolutely matter. It matters a lot. I don't want them to move. Fuck all this bullshit. Um, if they move, if they move, that's like an automatic like negative. Um, yeah. If they happen to move to a city that I already like and already think there should be baseball in. I could maybe come around. Dude, they're not going to Portland though. They're going to Las Portland. Vegas if they're going I'm, anywhere. Like if they go to if they if basically Nashville or Vancouver, if they go to either of those places, I will I will grin and bear it. Um anywhere else anywhere else is unacceptable. The most unacceptable is Las Vegas. Get that fucking shit out of here. Fuck that town.
That city should not be there. It should not be there. It's in the desert. It should not be. Sorry, sorry, Lauren, for, for um, the anti-Arizona. <laughs> it should not be there. It's not natural. There's not meant to be that many people in there. Perfectly fine. There's people... People have been living there forever, but not in such large communities. It's it's an affront against God and everything that's right in the world. Colorado like River Compact. That's all I'm gonna say. What were you What were you about to say, Jane? Sorry. But uh, what I was gonna say is that I cannot. Uh, I could not endorse a uh, a Tennessee team of any sorts due to their bathroom laws, though. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> that's Can't very do true. it. Uh, Can't do it. Uh, at least, like in Las Vegas, I can I can piss where I want to, and probably score cocaine in that same bathroom where I'm pissing where I want to. You make some you make some arguments, but uh, I, I I don't believe I will be moved for for Las Vegas. But speaking of like Bay Area stuff, I think if I'm, uh, you know, if the Twins keep going the way they are, I've talked about this on Twitter. I think I'm going to get Giants Oh, yeah, pilled. you're getting, like, joker no. fight by the Giants. Yeah, no, see, no. No! The problem is, I like the Giants. I don't mind the Giants. The problem <laughs> is, their manager, which I cannot abide by, uh, I know a lot of Giants fans, and they are fun, and they have mustaches right now, and Steven knows that yeah. I have nothing against the Giants. They're uh, they're Tom of Finland team right now. <laughs> but the problem is, the problem is Kapler, and I can't, like, every time I try to get into the Giants, I see that, that little motherfucker just standing like you know on top of the steps That's and i'm like true. i can't i know no, no. He's, <laughs> he's blocking me from enjoying that team and i'm so mad about it that's totally okay. valid we need emma back for another round of gaber group <laughs> <laughs> that's totally valid i i i just I, i'm kind of with jane a little bit like I, I i really despised the the giants earlier in the decade those 2010 2012 2014 yeah. are so frustrating but I really respect organizationally what they've done, where they're like they're letting the the heroes of those game those series play out one last year, and they're really performing, and that's genuinely pretty cool. It's like a great narrative. Like, like Buster Posey's been good. Buster that's Posey's so fucking weird. killing it. He's got two. He's yeah. put up two WAR. He's 103 play appearances. In. He's got a 213 WRC plus. Uh, Brandon Crawford and Brandon the Belt are both like fucking killing it. And uh, Brandon Ev- Crawford is one of our last wet guys. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you Every gotta save him. Very thin. Buster Posey's got oh. like a lot of white on his temples, and I'm I'm into it. Like I love it. It's great. Yeah. It's a great. He's got. Yeah. He's got like new dad energy still. I think that was like last season, but he's still carrying it over. Mm-hmm. I love you all. I love you all dearly, but I cannot abide by this personally. I know. No, you hate Buster Posey. <laughs> There's a lot to be said for some grizzled old old dudes out there killing it. He doesn't even look old. Yeah, if the Twins get swept in this series against the White Sox that's starting right now, I am I am being fully Giants build. Remember, remember the the Gabe Kapler um, coconut oil. It won't. It's like uh, you know, if that doesn't sway you, then I can't do anything for you. I wanna I wanna be mad at Kapler because of um, you know, all that time managing quote unquote the Phillies but it seems that the Phillies are just the managerial position for the Phillies in general is just cursed no. they're unmanageable that's that's a good segue into our mailbag here yes actually oh yeah let's do it so let's start that up here at Brett R 527 says uh, can they fire Joe Girardi already <laughs> uh yes they should do it tomorrow 
I'm into it. I mean, I don't know who they put in in there. They should uh, fire him out of a trebuchet, launching him from Philadelphia back to New York City, where he belongs. Yeah. I I have a, an immediate solution to the question of who fills that role, and you're both gonna know exactly what it is the second I start saying it. And you're both yes. gonna love it. Chase Utley, player manager. Let's Absolutely. go. Yes. he has no knees, but I'm into it. He could he could be a pinch hitter off the bench and and coach the hell out of those guys. Make it happen. He'd say no, but but you can just force him, like just blackmail him. Oh, absolutely. He'd beat those guys up, like just like he just one one look into their eyes and it just rewires their whole brain. And they have dirt on him. They can totally, you know, he was there for long enough that they can totally pull something out of their hat and drag him out from Southern California. I'm sure they have dirt on him. They can just they can just blackmail him. Yeah, he was there for a decade. God knows what he got up to. It was probably really cool. <laughs> Lauren, this is a brilliant idea, and I'm I'm thrilled that you suggested it. It's not too late. Not too late to save the season, Philadelphia. I'm imagining I'm imagining the first uh, Phillies game at City Field where Utley comes out to <laughs> exchange lineup cards, um, and just just wistfully thinking he just opens his arms and like stares down the whole bar park and they're just all booing him and he's Rain, like a rainbow it appears. <laughs> no 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 his first game as a manager is against the mets perfect oh yes that's Amazing. even better 10 zero and he just slugged like 10 homers absolutely yeah. all in all in a least corner it's, it's it's what's meant to be. I'm I'm so sold on this. I don't know how good he'd be as a manager, but he can't be any worse than this. To be fair, that's what we said about Kepler. It's not actually a very hard job. Like I think he'll be fine. And when Udley retired, I remember him saying, like, you know, it'd be nice to take a year or two off of baseball. That was and that was what he said. Yeah. And it's been like two years now, so you know, I think it might be time. Let's do it. The stars are aligning. Get it back yeah. into pinstripes. We're drafting him. We're starting the change.org petition. Let's go. <laughs> Thank you for that prompt, Brett. Extremely good. Extremely good prompt. Great images. I'm going to dream a while. Uh, next one is uh, Bootleg Dub says, does Lauren have any plans to revive her unnamed segment? Um, and I will note here that the segment is called War Lauren Walker's Sports Machine uh, from last season where she picks an extremely obscure statistic and makes Jane and Steven try to guess the answer. I found that fun. <sighs> the thing is, they weren't that extremely obscure. You guys were just terrible no. at guessing them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I stopped doing it because like, it wasn't fun if they were like, and I guess they were, they, they weren't, they, they usually, they require like a pretty, I have one. I'm going to give you one. I don't think I'm going to re revive it long long term just because it's you. It's only really fun if, if you guys actually have a shot at them. Uh, so I, I did prepare one here. Um, uh, in honor of Huskar, you, you, you know, I tried to look up uh, who the leaderboard was for pitchers of the Grand Slams. Couldn't figure that out, so I have a backup. I want the three of you um, to give me three of the top ten pitchers since 1973, in stolen bases. What? Oh God, in stolen bases. Ooh. Okay. One. Three, one. Three ten. One. Granky. Given. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's got his nine. He mm -hmm. wants ten. Doesn't Maddox? No, it wasn't Maddox that had a lot of stolen bases. There's another one. Maddox is two. You got it. Maddox is oh, number one on the shit. list with eleven. <laughs> Maddox is number one on the list. Maddox is one. Granky's two. There's pictures of him of him sliding. He's not. He, he's athletic. He looks. He is. Like he looks, but. He was an athlete, yeah. 
Steven, uh, you have to give us a little third one. No. I will say two two guys on this list are like, if you know like good hitting pitchers, like really good hitting pitchers, um, not like the people we say are like pitchers you rate, but like the statistically the really good hitting pitchers, two of them are on this list. So you have a pretty good chance of guessing. And again, this is this is since uh, 1973 when the DH was implemented. That's my cutoff. You don't need to go super obscure. Not bad. Not Bumgarner. No. Not Bumgarner, no. No, he, he, doesn't he, steal he, has, he doesn't steal. Yeah, I'm gonna need five tries. I won't count Bumgarner. Oh god, there's there's so many pitchers though. No, uh, Nolan Ryan. Is it Nolan Ryan? Oh no, not on the list. Good guess. Good guess. But no. he was on the he was in the AL for a while, right? So uh... he was for a long time. Yeah. 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 But but I mean, he was with the the Astros and the Colt 45s for a long time. Yeah. Too, when they were when, when they were in the NL. Yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of pitchers who can hit at all. Uh, Jake Arrieta. Is it yeah, Clayton Kershaw? Right. Like. <laughs> no, Kershaw's not on there. Good guess. He's okay. got a couple, but no. The yeah. only th- the only ones I can think is Gavin and Maddox for some reason because Maddox was right there. Right? But Gavin hit well, but not as well as, as Maddox. So, well, maybe I'm maybe I'm talking shit. I'll give you another clue. Uh, we're we're not talking about really super provision based clues here. Number ten on the list has four. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Right, of course. <laughs> no, no, I know, but like, all right, I don't think we're going to get three. Why don't you just tell us? Oh, oh okay. Oh, you didn't even guess all five. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, number one on the list, Greg Maddox, 11. Uh, number two, Zach Cranky, nine, stolen bases. Number three, John Denny with nine. Ah, no, I yeah. would have never yeah, we guessed that. we were never going to get that. Never no, would have gotten that. No. Well, that's I why I said top ten. That's why I said you can pick three from top ten. Number four, Oral okay. Hershiser of the Dodgers. Uh, okay. 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 Yeah, a surprising yeah. eight. Uh, number five, Joaquin Andujar. Uh, number six, this is one where, like, if you know, like, actually good pitcher hitters, this is going to make sense. The next two are uh, Adam Eaton, the pitcher, not the hitter, uh, has oh, yeah. five stolen bases. And Michael Lorenzen, uh, the kind of two-way-ish player, uh, has five. Oh, oh yeah. The He's side. number seven. I forgot yeah. about him. Uh, that's neat. And then 8, 9, 10 are Tom Browning, Rick Sutliff, um, Ismail Valdez. Uh, not a particularly interesting list. Uh, the next like guy you'd, anybody would know is number 13 on the list is John Smoltz. Uh, okay. Max Scherter's 18 with three. That's really the only other names here that like are, are guys that are not like uh, Steve Renko. How's Greinke doing? I haven't, I haven't watched. He's had kind of a, uh, he's not had a, eh. yeah, he's, he's doing okay. He's got like a four-ish ERA. Oh, that's fine. That's fine for him. Yeah, it's whatever. I'm okay with that. You know, he's that's on the a Astros, great Lauren so Walker sports cool. machine, honestly. Yeah, that was great. We, we got two out of three. Two out of three. That's a passing grade. Uh, yeah, in, pretty good. Uh, in public schools. That was a fun one. <laughs> <laughs> Steven fails. Yeah, well. <laughs> All right, next question. Cats in Space 1991 said, how is the league supposed to deal with the recur- the return of Cardinals Devil Magic? They are leading the NL Central. Mm. Well, that's to be expected. I'm expecting. Yeah, agreed. Um, yeah, th- I mean it's the, not... the Brewers. I b- believe in the Brewers, but like uh, they're really not making it easy on themselves. The Brewers' hitting is dog shit, though. Yeah, and they keep DFAing this poor Jacob Nottingham, and I'm, I'm I feel so bad for him, mostly because <laughs> he's hot. <laughs> sure, sure. That sure. is how I primarily base most of my opinions on players that I don't know very well. He's nice, you know. He's nice looking. I like looking at him. You know, I don't really think I buy the Cardinals that much. Yeah. I am not yet yeah. worried about the resurgence of Cardinal Devil Magic. Although, again, it is very early, so who knows? Maybe it'll be late July, and I'll be ripping my hair out 
and yeah. there will be much wailing and gnashing of teeth. Speaking of the Cardinals, did you see um, all of the the racist shitty scolds getting mad at Manny Machado for sliding oh, yeah. into the Cardinals second base? Oh, is that what that was for about? doing exactly what you're supposed to do? <laughs> like I I I saw people were mad at Manny Manny Machado, and I'm like, oh, okay. And I saw a GIF, and it was like, ooh, that that looks kind of dodgy. And then I saw the full clip, and I'm like, oh, that's perfectly reasonable. That's what, what the, you're supposed to do. What are you it's ta- like, What is happening? <laughs> it was the second. It was the second baseman halfway through, like or halfway between the bases, uh, you know, trying to tag him. Like that's what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Hit the hit the ground, you know. Like uh, I, I also saw the the the, um, the the separated clip, and I was like, oh god, that's dirty. But uh, then you know, he's just they're just kind of chilling, so I don't see the problem anymore. Yeah, he helps yeah. Tommy Edmund up. And like yeah. does a very clear you good pat, like and nobody on the Cardinals is mad about it. Yeah, nobody on the Cardinals is mad about it, which is wild because those motherfuckers get mad at everything. That's true, but to be fair, it's out of division, so they don't have to have no obligation to fight them. Mm. Mm, and you very know, fair. but you know what? You know what? I don't. I don't know if that's fair when we're talking about red asses in the NL Central, when uh, the Pirates and the Reds exist and they have been much more red asses prone to fighting in the last you know decade than than the cardinals have and i don't know why none of them have been good in that space of time i guess they they need something to distract themselves you know they need some entertainment value of some kind it's still a pretty close division i'm looking at it uh pittsburgh's only five games back 5.5 games back and the Milwaukee's two games back 2.5 three games back uh, I'm not worried about the Cardinals right now. Pittsburgh only being five and a half games back from first in your division is uh, an indictment on the quality of the division. I say as an NL East fan. That's what that division's <laughs> been like for years now. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I'm looking at their stats here, and I'm, I'm just not like... Uh, the, the, the offense is better than I expected. Uh, Arenado's been great, and Goldschmidt has really uh, heated up in May, but uh, the rest of the hitting staff is much less consistent over time and the pitching's just not great it's like most guys have an era between four and five except for uh wainwright uh, and that's really not sustainable for a guy who's a bajillion years old uh jack flaherty is kind of unperformed and he's kind of a key part of their rotation the bullpen's good i guess but who knows how long that lasts i don't think they're a particularly great fielding team uh so i'm not particularly stressed about them the counterpoint is they're not a world-destroying team, which means that that makes them a prime candidate for Devil Magic. That's, that's, that's true. That that's is the years where they do it best. I, I just ultimately don't think uh, 38-year-old Yadier Molina is going to maintain a 142 WRC play, uh, pace for another five, four, 300 plate appearances. That seems unlikely to me. So <laughs> I'm too worried. I'm so glad that they actually brought him back. Oh, like, me too. I would have been it like you know, like when Pujols got DFA'd. You know how it kind of like felt weird and bad, uh, in a in a weird way. Even though like it was like justified. Like I mean, Yachty's much better than Pujols, and his, <laughs> his you know as he's getting older. But like, it wouldn't have seemed right to see him anywhere else. No, that would have been weird. Like seeing Yachty really in like a raised jersey would be really freaky. Yeah. Ooh, God, don't like that. No, uh. that would oh. But also, like, you can you can carry an 85 WRC plus catcher for a while, like especially that's, when it's that's Yachty, pretty, where he's yeah. yeah, he's a good he's he's still a great defensive catcher. I mean, well, he uh, he's he's framing, you know, like he's still throwing guys out at second. 
Yeah, he's good at that side of it. That that stuff's important. Yeah, I, I agree. Just oh. like uh. next question, we'll we'll move on from Cardinal Devil Magic <laughs> at Cancel Pennies. Uh, says who's a player that isn't currently on many radars that maybe should be major leagues only any position? Oh, uh, Trevor Rogers. That's my pick. You know what? That's that's reasonable. Well, I would have given Corbin Burns, but sadly he's like a world destroyer now. Uh, so that's that that would have been my and pick uh, last late last year. Uh, but uh, now uh, he's like fucking. I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen him since he is he back from injury. I'm not sure. I don't know. I haven't watched the the Brewers in forever. Anyway, that's pointless because yeah, he's back. He's he's, back. he's good now. So so I don't really have. Uh, he doesn't count. And that was my go-to answer, and now now he's been taken from me by his own brilliance. Sad. They're a fun old team. They're not particularly great, but I like watching them. They've got when they're not shitting all over themselves. Great uniforms. Lovely. Oh, uniforms. the best. No, everyone hates those Cub Scout Cub Scout uniforms, but I love them. I I think they're hot. I love the Cub Scout uniforms. They are, and you should say it. Yeah, I mean, I'm right. When I when I used to be a, a bartender at like in like a small town in western Wisconsin, um, like I was a Twins fan because like the Twins were closer to us still. But um, a lot there was a lot of Brewers fans in that town, and I would wear a Brewers hat to make, and I would make more tips. Nice, beautiful, <laughs> strategizing. So I, I learned, I learned from that job how to talk about. Any sport, even even if it was a sport I did not follow, mm-hmm. like I I learned that superpower, and it's how I can do this podcast. It's <laughs> just to like I can I can bullshit my way through any sports discussion. Uh, I learned how to do that to make tips at the job. Hell wow. yeah! Can I can I can I do a second one? Is that is that yes, do, please. do another Go ahead. one? Oh, okay, okay. Um, because he's on the Orioles, no one's really paying that much attention. But Cedric Mullins is having a pretty god, goddamn good year. Uh, he's cooled off a bit in cool. May, but his uh, ice, his isolated power is still way above his career average. He's like it's two hundred four. He's usually like a one twenty one thirty guy. Uh, mm-hmm. His BABIP is right where it was last year. It's not some insane thing there. He's walking slightly more, but he's got a three seventy four on base percentage, uh, th- over three hundred average, still one forty eight WRC plus. Um, Totally exceeding all of his projections. Um, I think he's like a top 20 offensive player right now. Um, just in like he's, he's not ever been a big, super big prospect, I don't think. Um, but he's uh, doing really well for himself. Um, I mean, come out of the amateur draft in 2015 uh, in the 13th round. Um, nice. Yeah. Love those Good. guys. I love those guys. Under, you know, the, the under 10 rounds things. Uh, just, just, these are the guys you want to root for. They're the best. Absolutely. Yeah. The guys you don't really expect much from are just going out there and, and coming out of nowhere. We love it. Right. Last question. At uh, Reese Glennon says, does anyone care that the Red Sox are good? Not even me. I mean, I do now, <laughs> but like, I keep like, I keep having like to I keep like having to remind myself, oh yeah, they're good this year. Like at the start of the, at the you know at the start of spring training, I was like, you know what? I was talking with my friends and I was like, you know what? I think they might be tolerable. I mean, I think they might be watchable this year. And here they are, just being more than watchable. The problem is, I don't like a lot of players on this on that team. You know, yeah. I have I do like some players. Alex Verdugo is a scumbag. Yep. Yeah, he's a scumbag. JD Martinez, I can't stand him. Uh, but that's yep. been... he's a MAGA scumbag too. Oh, he he was great for Arizona that half season, so I have some re- residual appreciation he's, for he's him. He's a he's a MAGA guy. He's like they're all they're all they're all MAGA guys. It's... He's a he's more loudly a MAGA guy than most though. Oh, yeah, exactly. Okay. You know, 
I like my I like my baseball players uh, woke or quiet. He's got to be quiet. He's not quiet enough. To be known as a MAGA guy among baseball players. Exactly. Yeah. You, you have to yes. be quite hardcore about it. And him and Virgil are the best of friends. So, you know. I am annoyed. I am annoyed at uh, the Red Sox being good because I was hoping that this would be the year that the Blue Jays would, you know, right. break out. Um I think they still just... got it in them. They're oh, not I, I do behind. too. It's just it's just a, an added complication that I would oh, rather yeah. they didn't have to deal with, especially because like everybody expected the Red Sox to be dog shit this year. But yeah. to answer this question from Reese here, um, that of does anybody care at the Red Sox? Good, yes, uh, because everybody in New York is uh, pissing in their pants. Angry oh yes, about this. So, oh, yeah. yes. we we have we have come to the reason why I cannot truly truly hate the red sox no matter how exactly. d- disgusting they are because the enemy exactly. of my enemy is my friend and i w- i will always have that level of uh begrudging respect for them when they make uh new yorkers uh furious it's beautiful. exactly and you've got to love it there the the yankees are currently only two games back for some reason because they're the the yankees and apparently even they're no longer bad. But yeah, they're no longer bad. Who could have seen? Yeah. Who could have predicted that the Yankees would not be terrible all year? Too bad the Yankees fans already shut through all their pets for the season. <laughs> <laughs> and if I can also further answer the question seriously, um, Xander Bogarts' agent is having quite a great time. Oh yeah, he's yes. he's ripping it. Love it. Yeah, love it. That him. dude's gonna opt out and uh, make some money. Uh, and I love it for him. He's the best. He's the best. He's he's a truly good guy. I love that guy. Yeah, and he's really like gone up another gear this year. It, it seems like he's just outperforming. Yeah. And he's had some great years. He had like seven wins in 2019. Like he's he's not just turning around for being a scrub. He's been really pretty great since he came since like 2015. Uh, he's like just like uh, he's nearly tied with Mike Trout in the war leaderboards right now. Yeah, I saw since 2019, the war leaderboard is Trout and then Bogarts. Yeah, I think that was, uh, I think Bailey posted that, yeah. Yep. He's overlooked because he, he wasn't on the same team as, you know, I mean, those Red Sox teams are really good, like, the past few years uh, before, you know. Uh... Oh, sure, but he's on the same team as Mookie Betts and J.D. Bertinez. <laughs> <so. laughs> I'm not I'm not saying the N-word. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, and he, he's been really overlooked and now he's like, he's like having, having some, some spotlight, you know, he's, he's the best player on that team probably. Uh, oh, by a mile. Yeah. And, uh, so this week when I was, um, not watching twins games, I was instead watching, uh, American dad. Uh, <laughs> oh, right. I have a weird obsession with Seth MacFarlane mm-hmm. and, uh, <laughs> and, one of one of the episodes starts off with uh, catching a. Oh no! This was an episode. This is one of the newer episodes of Family Guy. Actually, uh, I got those mixed Easy up. Easy to confuse them. Sue me. <laughs> yeah, uh, but one of them starts off like uh, Peter and Chris start a fake sports memorabilia business that starts off with Chris catching a Xander Xander Bogarts two hundredth home run. Oh wow! <laughs> That's, That's awesome. really specific. Did he get him for the? Did he get him for the cameo? Was that why? No, no, he was not in it. They just he catches the home run ball, and then a drunk guy outside the stadium like offers to buy it from him, and they're like, "That guy didn't know if this was the real ball or not. We could have sold him fucking anything." And so they start selling fake sports memorabilia, and then they sell um, Quagmire, um, Sully Sullenberger's hat. 
like a fake <laughs> version of Sully Sullenberger's hat. Yeah. Oh no! And that's your uh, Seth MacFarlane catch-up uh, uh, for the week. Thank you. <laughs> I your laughed. MacFarlane minute. <laughs> that's your MacFarlane minute. If you want to hear me talk about. Uh, Seth MacFarlane more, go check out those good old-fashioned values. That's a podcast that our friend Bobo Circus does all about Seth MacFarlane. Um, <laughs> that's all I got for, for questions for the week. Do we have anything else you want to say before we go besides uh, thank you so much, Lewis, for, for coming here? Yeah. Thank you for thank you for having me. You have nothing to... Uh, I, I don't know. I'm not a baseball personality, so I feel honored. Yeah, you are. I feel like you are. Yeah. Don't undersell uh, what yourself. What am I? What am I known for? I think it's my Mauer tracker. Uh, my my Justin yes. Mono Mauer tracker. Um, everyone, everyone, uh, this is my message. Please, if you hear, if you hear on the air Justin Mono mentioning Joe Mauer, it has to be his name, either Joe or Mauer or Joe Mauer. Uh, you have to <laughs> ring me because I can't. I can't listen to all these Twins games. I have. I have disappointing Phillies game to watch, uh, and <laughs> yes. sometimes you know Red Sox games. Uh, and and you, you you gotta help me out, you know. Uh, I'll, you I'll help you me. for sure. We'll we'll help crowdsource for you. Thank yeah, you. and thank you thank you so much for coming on, Lewis. It's it's so good to put uh, a voice to the to the face and to the Twitter account. Mm-hmm. I want to say you have like one of the coolest voices and accents. Like I was what? not expecting oh, yeah, you to like have this like cool as fuck. We've voice. talked like, about we've talked about accents before, and you mentioned how yours was just really strange. And yes, you, uh, yeah, you hit the it's nail fun. on the head. It, it rules, it is very but strange. it's very strange. It's the way I accentuate things. See, I can't even say that word right. Uh, but uh, it's a weird mix of American, general American, received pronunciation, Scottish, French, very distinctly French, and uh, some other stuff. I say oop, which is uh, <laughs> yeah, something that's that's your, your, my culture is not your costume. Liz. <laughs> Listen, people say it here in Scotland. It's specifically in Glasgow, apparently. But, uh, really? This is, yeah, this is where I picked it up. Uh, I say huh. oh. <laughs> But everyone's, everyone's, every time someone like sees me do it, it was like, are you Midwestern? Did you? Uh, no, I didn't right, know yeah. you said that. <laughs> yeah, are you from Bemidji? <laughs> <laughs> Bemidji. I, Bemidji right. is commonly referred to as the Glasgow of, of, of the Midwest. It is, it is the Glasgow of Minnesota. That's true. All right. <laughs> thank you so oh, much, Lewis. Oh, I think we're going to sign off. Yeah, I think we're going to sign off there. Wonderful episode of Lauren and Steven. Thank you so much. All right. We'll see you all later. Bye. Thank you. Yeah.